0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 British Open DraftKings picks and preview the kickoff to... Open Championship Week on Mayo Media Network. We'll have all of my shows, which will be running from today, which is Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even Friday for a Cut Sweats Live. That one is up in the air at the moment, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to be sweating the cut like mid-afternoon with everyone out there. Plus, the Fantasy Golf Degenerates, their show, will be out Monday evening. European Tour Picks and Bet Show, shockingly enough, are also covering the British Open. That is out Monday night, so subscribe to Mayo Media Network right now. On YouTube, okay? Thank you for doing that. Also, smash the like button to the episode in the comment section. Give me your first initial impression of the must-play guy on the DraftKings slate this week. And if you want to get into a draw for a box, I'm giving away close to $1,500 worth of giveaways this week for the British Open. There are two ways to enter in today's show. First thing you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Don't even care if you listen to audio podcasts, but you do that. And on Apple Podcasts, I put the link down in the description so to make it super easy on you. Leave a five-star rating, a review, something nice about the show. You can lie if you have to. And leave your Twitter handle or email address. You do that, you're in a draw for the cash giveaways. i will have a Twitter giveaway as well coming out on Tuesday, I believe. And if you want to get into one of those other cash draws, the link to the free Mayo Media newsletter. Letter, which will have a ton of open championship coverage is down in the description as well. It's free to join, so just go do that and boom, you're in the draw. You do both because the other one takes like 20 seconds, you'll have two entries, and maybe you'll win twice, win like 400 bucks or something like that. You'll have all of the money to enter all of the contests on DraftKings this week. Additionally, fantasynational.com/slash mayo gets you 20% off at fantasynational.com. The most customizable, stat engine on the planet, all the tools that you need. If you like researching your own picks, boy, is that the site for you. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. That will get you 20% off. Additionally, if you enjoy researching the NFL, a brand new site has popped up. RunTheSims.com. It's like Fantasynational. National but for football and football season is upon us. Go check that out right now. It is free for the entire month. So go play around on the site. There's optimizers, customizable projections, simulations, everything that you'll need for football season and in season up there right now. Runthesims.com/slash mayo if you want to get in on the founding membership where you can lock in your price for life. But hey, I think you should just go test it out right now. You can find all of that information down in the description, as you can find the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. 5,000 spots available, $15 to play, no rake, three max entry, flat payouts, the best tournament on draftings, better than the Millionaire Maker. So go join that now before it's completely full, which it's going to be rather quickly. Go reserve your spot today. Okay? Enough of that. Ben Raza from awesomeo.com is on the line. It's a final major, man. It's, it's not the end of golf season, but it's really the end of golf season.
1: It's that's well said. Yeah. Not the end, but kind of the end can't, it feels, I mean, we didn't get uh, a British open last year. So this has been a, a long, you know, crowning for Shane Lowry. I'm excited to get back across uh, and talk about some links golf.
0: This is my favorite tournament of the year to watch. Is it the best tournament? I mean, sometimes it really is. But in terms of my viewing experience, I think the TV coverage for it is the best. Obviously, when you get into the digital landscape with the Masters and the app, that is actually the best. But if you're just someone who wants to sit down and watch golf on TV, you don't want to have five secondary screens. You don't want to have to stream featured groups through your computer or through your app. They do it right for this. Like, NBC owns the rights. They own Golf Channel. Like, First Tee is going to be on Golf Channel at 1.30 a.m. in the morning on Thursday. That's lock, by the way, if people are wondering about that. The Open app is nowhere near the Masters, but it's better than the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship app, unless somehow it is regressed, which really wouldn't shock me because it's a golf app. But it wasn't
1: horrible last time. No, this is great coverage. They do, I I believe nothing has changed. Like guys tee off literally all day because they only go off the front. Um, It's different. It's just a different feel. Obviously the yellow scoreboards and whatnot, staple of it, but I, I love this event. It's very difficult when we get into the DFS side of things, but from viewing doesn't beat. Uh, you can't get better than this. Well, let's talk about the course.
0: We have Royal St. George's. It is a par seventy. It's just a shade over seventy two hundred yards. They've actually decreased the length of the course. And if you go and listen to what they expect the RNA to do this week, is probably bump up the tee boxes on some of the holes that. And you know, with the wind is right with you, then you might be able to drive some of these power fours. The problem is if you miss the green trying to drive it, you might take a six because conditions can get a little bit tough. Just, I watched the final round when Darren Clark won in 2012. That was the last time it was here. Ben Curtis won the time before that in 2003. So I do believe this is probably the most difficult on average, of the British Open courses in the rotation. And then if you get some wind and some rain, that really gets amplified. But even in benign conditions, obviously it will play a lot easier than you know, Gale's force winds. But it's still pretty hard either way.
1: Definitely tricky, uh, no doubt about it. And that's the fascinating, you know, I love I love courses like this because you look and it's not with length. It's just with layout. A uh, little weird in the fairways. We're going to get to that. There's some, some awkward bounces and whatnot, but... I love that you you can be aggressive, but if you are a little offline, you're going to be punished uh, in a big way.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go over the entire course and the stats to look at and what I am looking for on the British Open Research Show, which will drop on Sunday, where I do my walkthrough of fantasynational.com slash mail for 20% off, by the way. And then I'll go hole by hole. We can take a look at the course. And the one thing that you're really going to notice is there is no flat lie on this course anywhere. And I've already... I'm ahead of the game this week, Ben, because I got... I got COVID vaccine sick for a day and didn't do my write-up for John Deere. And I just immediately started doing British Open research. So I have my write-up done for that. Yeah. And I think that the player that is going to win here is, one, probably has some Lynx experience. I don't think that is imperative. But what I mean by Lynx experience is they need to be the type of player who isn't scared to not go after a pin, but to play their approach shots three feet up in the hill to the rough to the left of the green, knowing that it's going to knock the ball down and stop it pin high, but still have enough momentum to roll off that hill and onto the green. Like, if you're around greenside, uh, to get it close to the hole, you might have to play it 50 feet by the hole, let it roll back one of these gigantic hills to get it to stop. You're going to need to have an element of creativity in your game. I truly believe that this week. Unless conditions are so benign, Justin Thomas puts everything to two feet and that's the end of the game him and Morikawa I just don't think it's ever going to play like that like there's going to be putting from off the green in a lot of situations you're going to get a bad bounce into fescue and your ball is going to be hosled and there's literally nothing that you can do about that and you have to take your medicine and that really points to one guy in particular that I have in my mind maybe two when we get down to it and we'll get to that in a second but that's sort of the player that I'm thinking about for this course because I don't think the distance matters all that much I think it is actually the fairest going into the tournament of any of the majors for any of the skill sets, especially at this course. The only thing that can really make it unfair is if we get a 2016 situation where one side of the wave gets completely wiped out because it was horrendous weather. And then the other side, it was great conditions.
1: That's the one element that, you know, later in the week we're going to have to plan for. There's nothing you can really do about it. We've seen that. And when you have tee times all day like this, there's going to be some micro stacking and things like that that come into play, but it does level the playing field. There's definitely more art than science uh, at a British Open. I guess we just give Spieth the trophy now. This sounds like him and not Bryson when I say that, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to do things that you wouldn't normally do. You have to play shots. Maybe you wouldn't normally play and you certainly have to adapt Uh, to what's going to be on-the-fly conditions.
0: Well, looking at the conditions right now, they actually seem rather benign. There's no rain. Like, the the highest wind we're going to get is, like, 18 mile per hour gust when the guys first hit the course in the morning on Thursday. Now, this is five days out from the tournament, and where this is situated 200 meters from the coast, just above <laughs> the Strait of Dover, like it's gonna be incredibly difficult to predict either way. Like, weather on one hand, very difficult anyway. Putting it on the coast where conditions can change just like that is gonna be even more difficult when you're trying to project it out. I always like your idea of like, don't worry about Friday, don't worry about Saturday or Sunday when you're staying up late, and you can do that for this one because it starts at 1.35 a.m. Eastern time if you want to stay up for it, like you're putting in lineups at midnight, check the weather then and try to figure out like the first eight hours. If that can be somewhat accurate, you could give yourself a gigantic advantage. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that, or maybe it does, and I'm paying attention to it and I can take advantage of it, but I do think that is a critical element of lineup building this week. So what we say here could be amended by Wednesday. Like I'm going to have the core guys that I like, but some things can change once you see a weather report
1: they're going to change no matter what. There's no doubt. Uh, you still have, um, you know, you, you can plan on who you want and, and kind of guys that you, you have an eye on, but it has to fit the puzzle pieces. And yes, just to reiterate that, what I, what I observed with the weather Thursday morning means so much more than what they're saying about Friday afternoon, because there is no late swap in golf. There's no reacting on the fly. Uh, you have to plan ahead and we can only do what we can do. So Thursday, am, That is what I will try to lean heaviest on and then go from there.
0: Millions and millions of dollars are up for grabs on DraftKings this week. I want to win some. Ben wants to win some. And there's even more millions to go around for all of you out there. Maybe we can all win millions together. That would be very nice. We'll see if that happens. It hasn't happened yet, but you know. If we play this due. long, yeah, we're due. It has not happened that everyone watching the show, plus the two of us, have all won millions of dollars at the same time. Hopefully, we can rectify that this week. Looking at the very top of the board in terms of pricing, John Rahm, the favorite at thirteen or eleven thousand three hundred dollars, ten nine for Rory Brooks at ten seven, Dustin at ten four, Xander at an even ten thousand dollars. The pricing is very soft on DraftKings this week. And there's going to be a big lean, especially with how well he is playing at the Scottish Open. We're recording before the conclusion of that. But Rom just seems to be firing on all cylinders right now. I I want to say I want to go full fade because he's so expensive. But at the same time, I look at him like, if I look above $10,000, the two guys that stick out to me is the ones that I trust are Rom and Brooks.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rom is, he's doing it. Uh, I, you know, most people... It was a matter of time. He's broken through and he's sustained it so far. So, worthy favorite, worthy 11 3. I have no problem with anything. Like most things, ownership, tea time, those will be little edges to determine how much I want. But uh, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, Rom makes a lot of sense. Certainly, Brooks, he's no slouch at Lynx courses. The splits are very good in his favor. Um, always shows up in majors. I, I have no problem there. So, I am drawn to those guys. DJ's the toughest one. He's probably fifth of the five when I look at the 10K-plus options. And then you've got Rory and Xander, who I'm pretty comfortable with, but I, I don't know if I'd call them priorities either.
0: Well, Rory has a very good Open Championship record. Obviously, he's he won an Open Championship, and he's one of three players in the field with three top 10 finishes over the past five British Opens. Brooks Kepka is another one. We'll, we'll get to... The third guy, who is my pick to win this tournament uh, a little bit later, but uh, those two are both up there. Like, they have proven themselves on courses like this. I mean, Brooks for sure is going in my lineup. This is just a nice rebound spot for Brooks, I think. And I think a lot of people forget that he broke in playing Challenger Tour and Euro Tour before coming over to America. That's how we were able to get him at such nice numbers when he first joined the PGA Tour, because only people really paying attention knew who he was.
1: Yeah, there's a couple guys in this field that we know more on the PGA Tour, but they got their start or got some reps over in Europe, and that will pay dividends this week. So I have no problem with that. Rory certainly can, can hold up in Lynx Golf. He did. I would say if if conditions are really benign, I think that probably helps Rory. I never envision him in an absolute torture chamber, but I, I, right now when we when we're filming this, that doesn't look to be the case anyway. So. Uh, yeah, Roars is fine. I, I think Rom's the clear favorite, but no problem taking some savings.
0: I think for the price point, Brooks is going to be my most own guy above $10,000. I just can't do it with Dustin. Maybe, maybe he can right the wrongs of 2011. It's not like he was going to win, but as soon as he goes out of bounds on that par five on the back, Darren Clark is the automatic winner of that tournament. Like that was the end of it. Yeah, his approach shot. That par five on the back, like there's only two par fives on this course. Number the one on the front nine, number seven. Yeah, you, know, you can make eagle on that. I wouldn't say no problem, but it's not the most difficult thing on the world. The one on the back is one of the hardest par fives in the world. It has played over par uh, both in two thousand three and in two thousand eleven. So that's no gimme hole coming in. Frankly, the final four holes of this course are absolutely just they're a nightmare and guys are going to blow up coming in. You need to be doing your scoring on the front and holding it together on the back. That's sort of the way, the way that this course is set up. So I just don't see it with Dustin right now. And that doesn't mean he can't go out and win, but if we're nitpicking between all these guys, like he's clearly behind all of them at the moment.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And unless ownership really swings to where you're getting some value, I'll take even Xander who's playing, you know, he, He's got his wind drought. But other than that, everyone was talking about Rom on a big wind drought. And now look, um, he was still really, really crisp with the ball striking at the U.S. Open. He always shows up in majors. Uh, If you wanted to go, quote unquote, I mean, not super balanced because we're still talking about a 10K guy. You know, Xander is still playing quality golf.
0: Yeah, Xander's never missed a cut at a British Open. He has two top 20s. He has a runner-up. That was the year that Molinari ended up winning three years ago, two Opens ago now, looking pretty good at the Scottish Open. So, yeah, I, I think great gr- around the green game has improved so much that I think that he's a real threat to win this. And I think that kind of comes down to what I want to be doing. Do I want to go Rahm and Brooks? Then I probably can't afford uh, Xander, even in my lineups, because there's guys in the nines that I like. Or do I just say Brooks, Xander? Those are my two guys, and I have to x out the other ones. I mean, that's terrifying, not getting to play Rom. But I'm rarely on Xander, and this week I can really see it for him. I, I think that he's just going to be a really good Link-style player.
1: I mean, I'm the kiss of death with Xander. I never get him right, but I, I, would see it as well. He he sets up well. Not a ton of buzz because again, people. You know, I think there's some recency bias that not that he's playing horrible, but he's certainly not firing on all, all cylinders. Uh, and the price is very reasonable. You mentioned soft pricing. You're able to double up here. You're certainly able to start with him and still get a 9K guy. A lot of options when you look at the top this week.
0: If you had to guess, what do you think that Dustin's ownership is going to be? I'm going to say 7%.
1: I was going to say 8%. Yeah, I think that's just shy of 10% would be my guess.
0: Would that be low enough for you to be like, well, I'm all in on Dustin now and hopefully he wins because it wouldn't be for me.
1: No, me neither. I mean, of course, that's nice, but um, it would have to be something really unforeseen for me. That's that's still ownership. And you have four good options around him. It's not like it's a pivot directly off one guy. Uh, There's a lot of other things I'd rather do.
0: Do you think that Rom or Xander will end up being the highest owned of the 10K guys? Because you have the most expensive and the best player, or the cheapest but still good of the range.
1: I think, given what's happening in Scotland, is going to solidify that Rom's going to be really popular because there's soft pricing. There's a couple names that I was stunned to see where they were priced, and I think all that funnels to Rom
0: when you spoke about the different players who had this like sneaky European tour experience and how you like that, is this a case that you're building for Emiliano Grio already? Correct.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I didn't want to get to him right at the beginning, but another player like Brooks who, you know, when we came over, he, <laughs> another knew, player like Brooks. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's where obviously interchangeable resumes and whatnot, but yeah, Grio got some reps in those bunkers. So I'm sure with his short game, there'll be zero issues. Uh, But we'll get there when we get there.
0: 9K range kicks off with big, beefy Bryson at $9,900. I think he's sort of the skeleton key this week of figuring out what to do with him because I just have no clue how he's going to approach this. Spieth (laughs) at 9.7, JT at 9.6, who's having a nice go over in Scotland right now. Louis at 9.3, Morikawa rallied to make the cut. Hovland coming off a win. Uh, in Germany, I think that was in Germany, 9100 bucks. and then Tyrrell Atten, uh, a guy who is, I mean, if we're going to qualify any of these players as like Lynx specialist, he is a Lynx specialist. He's won the Alfred Dunhill twice. Most of his best performances in Europe have come on Lynx style courses. But I'm throwing it out there. The way that I describe this course, the skill set that's required. And if you just look at actual form of players coming into this event, Speth is the winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you were describing it up the top, it's hard not to picture, you know, his open win uh, and the stuff that he does and working out of crazy trouble. And, you know, you can look at it a couple of ways. In, in recent tournaments, he's had a round where he really didn't have it. And then you look at the, the totality of it. He's find ways to to combat that and grind back. Certainly the T degree numbers are beyond fixed. He's just playing fantastic. So I get it. I guess I'm going to ask you how popular do you think he's going to be.
0: I think that he's going to be very popular. So Rahm Spieth is probably going to be the way that a lot of people construct their lineups. There is an out to this, though. If Thomas rallies back and wins the Scottish
1: Open. I hope that doesn't happen because I do like JT. Uh, I think there's, you know, one of the things you can always plan for the weather, but furthermore, you can just plan for how hard it is. And you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and I think it's super live that There's a chance that you can really attack and and give me JT with some wedges. I know the putter is still an issue, but if it plays easier, if you're going to tell me the winner is 10 under 11 under, which I'd say is unlikely, but that's a big boost to a guy like JT for me. And I I will adjust accordingly.
0: I caught Spieth at a 22 to one before we came on airing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. This is the best number I've seen. I don't think that it gets better. I think that he's going to be a popular bet. I'm okay with that. I have a lot of confidence at him at this course because – With the way that his game is being played right now, I suppose there are PGA championships that could line up for him pretty well. Like the Masters, he's always going to be good at the Masters, but he doesn't necessarily have exactly the right type of skill set, despite all the success that he's had there, to really make it an easy task for himself to go win the Masters. The U.S. Open, I mean, he might not be relevant again at the U.S. Open unless he adds a bunch of distance or they change how they set up those courses. The Open Championship is kind of, the one that he is going to continue to play till the time he is 60. And it feels like he'll have one of these Tom Watson moments when he's 57 years old because of the type of game that he has. And it's been covered up because Phil won a major and you have Brooks versus Bryson and Rahm has been so scorching hot. But Spieth, since his win at Valero, has actually been astonishingly good people think that he's sort of regressed a little bit because he was so good earlier in the year, it peaked with the win, and now people are like, eh, yeah, Speed's back, but like we're not really talking about him anymore. In every start since Valero, that win, there's been six of them. He's gained off the tee, on approach, and around the green in every six of those tournaments. Sometimes the putter is hot, sometimes the putter is not, but... I just see the way that he's setting up. He is also the other one along with Rory and Brooks, who has three top tens in the last five open championships. And one of those came when he was playing horrible and he still managed to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, even going to Augusta, I think the one thing that you can say that why Spieth is good there, not the only reason, but one of them it correlates is that imagination it's working in and out of trouble around the greens, things like that. Obviously these greens are much, much, much slower, but uh, Spieth will be ready I, I feel pretty confident about that I think if you're playing cash of course tournaments it's not to say I'm not going to get to speed I do think that Bryson I, I don't think it's a given I, I know we look and right now it hasn't been good I don't think it's a given that Bryson and british opens aren't going to mix long term i think he just has to figure out exactly how to approach it
0: well i think there is a lot of strategy to this course like even reading over with the groundskeepers saying about how they've set everything up and there was just so much talk of bryson it's like they tried to Bry- bryson proof the place but there's a couple par fours that he even admitted he's like the wind's at his back he's going to get to them and he's probably the only guy that's going to get to them the issue then becomes if you miss the green what happens then? And that's where this course gets so incredibly tricky is getting yourself out of these weird situations. And that's why I have confidence in someone like Speeth that he'll figure out the right path. The weird thing is, is people think about Bryson as being so robotic and how he approaches everything. He is an excellent strategist off the tee when he wants to be. And you can just go back and look at things like the Players' Championship from this year, where he completely altered his game one week after winning at API, taking that on in a certain way, and he was right. Now, he doesn't always get the strategy right, but I feel like with Bryson... Apropos to all of the other people in the field, like he has a real game plan going into this. And if he can figure out sort of the key to playing good in a British open, and that might be hitting five iron off of every tee, he wouldn't be afraid to do it. He is not married to the driver. It's just, can the rest of his game follow along with that? If he has to get himself out of trouble.
1: Yeah. I'm more worried about, you know, we've already talked several times how, how things can flip on the fly That Bryson, at times, it seems like he gets off track or he can't audible. Um, He has a plan. He's super content with it. And something dictates that he maybe should should change it up. And he has difficulty working in and out of that. I I worry about a blow-up hole to an extreme degree or something like that. But I, I think if his ownership is based on his course history, you know, in terms of British Open history it could be an interesting pivot off what's going to be a rightfully so popular speed and a popular Xander.
0: So those two guys we talked about Bryson and Dustin, probably going to be the two lower owned guys from this top end. Would you feel better blindly going after Dustin or blindly going after Bryson? If there's an ownership discount on them
1: to me, it would be Bryson, uh, $500 difference. I think that Bryson is more trying to figure it out. Not that Dustin Johnson, like I said, um, you know, he can we can handle an open and he's not playing horrendous, not the best of his powers. But I still think that Bryson maybe is a little uh people are too quick to discard him this week.
0: What are you doing with the rest of the nine K's? Because I, I'm not like off Justin Thomas by any means, but I do mm-hmm. think that a win like a comeback win. I mean, he's in the mix. He's, like, three shots back after 36 holes at the Scottish Open as we record this. Like, he can win. Trust me. <laughs> I have money on him, too, so I kind of hope that he goes and wins. But, like, starting your teams with Spieth and Thomas, like, that's probably a way to get a- get around their high ownership if you really wanted to. Because I doubt that Spieth will be the first man in in a lot of lineups. Like, both those guys' pricing leads me to believe they will be the second man in in most people's lineups, which if you play them together, then even if they're both 25% owned, that combination itself isn't all that popular.
1: No, no doubt about it. Like Thomas, the guy that's giving me the most trouble is, I mean, I love him in life. And I don't know if it's just like, how many times can he show up with this putter? I, Usti's not overpriced considering what he's been doing, but I, I don't know. I'm a little scared to click his name in when I can take Hatton or JT or Speeth.
0: He's had a really mixed bag at open championships. Essentially, if it's not at St. Andrews, he's been okay. That's it really like not worth this price is kind of where I'm going.
1: I just, I don't know. It's so tough with him because now, you know, he's, he's priced up and he's not going to be 1% owned Louis anymore. And he hasn't been, and he's been paying it off. I think though, when I look at it, in all honesty, I would rather just go get JT or Spieth. I like Hatton. Morikawa is tied a little to Justin Thomas in the sense I think it benefits if it's easier. Hovland's the one I I don't know what to do. Uh, That's a tough one for me. The
0: weird thing with Hovland is no matter how poorly he putts or how poorly he scrambles is just his ball striking seems to... He he makes enough birdies at courses where other people aren't making birdies that it kind of evens everything out. I don't know if this is too big of a leap for him at a course like this, but I wouldn't be super surprised. I do worry that he might suffer the Bryson sort of syndrome here is that we're going to look up and be like, oh, Victor made an eight. Great.
1: Yeah, and you're going to... I don't know. I tend to be more apt to live with something like that because, A, and, you know, when you talk about outscoring your placement points, you're normally talking about uh, guys, you know, lower in salary, but it still helps. Every birdie helps, and he is a good scorer, aggressive. I probably do correlate him to Bryson as well, but I think I still worry. He's made strides, no doubt about it, around the green, but I still you know, it's something like this. I think he could be exposed uh, with some of those shortcomings.
0: And if it does, it really depends on how you want to structure your teams, because if it gets windy and it gets gusty, I don't know how he's going to play in those sorts of conditions, like good or bad. But I know that Hatton knows how to get around Link's courses when there's gusty winds out. He's going to take out a fucking four iron and play it off a dune to the left and roll it up (laughs) onto the green. Like that's going to be his game.
1: Yeah, he's built for this. I mean, he's done it He's done it many, many times. He's a reasonable price. And the next, I mean, Reed is built for that. I, I can't let this little range right here. Uh, if you can get two or three or four of these guys, I, I would feel kind of comfortable uh, sacrificing some of the top for for this kind of secondary range.
0: Well, in the past four years or past four opens, I want to say past four years, but obviously there wasn't one last year. Uh, sixth, 51st, miscut, and a fifth for Hatton. And I mean, in 2019, he was approaching kind of the player that he is at the moment but i mean the guy's still a fringe top 10 player in the world he's not showing it at the moment but he is also completely altered his schedule to play you know a full-time pga tour schedule by and large and he's not playing a lot of the courses where he piled up a lot of those points like he won an api that's great but he's he's over in scotland this time around but it's not like he's playing the bet fred masters and that kind of thing where those are the courses where he's going to win And this course is kind of like those ones
1: yeah, I mean, this is back. There's a lot of guys. I mean, he, he's transcended some of it because he's a legitimate top end player. But there's a bunch of guys in this field. I'm very interested who made the leap from Europe, got over here and, you know, the EVRs of the world. And now they kind of I don't want to say go home because he's from South Africa, but I'm very interested to see what those guys do getting a, a quote unquote home game.
0: Well, Patrick Cantlay is up next, and the top guy in the $8,000 range at $8,900. Patrick Cantlay, Harris English, and Eric Van Rooyen didn't qualify for my have-made-every-cut minimum three starts in the past five Open championships, but they're all two-for-two two over the past five years. So, EVR you can throw in there. You, you probably saw that as well. But Cantlay, Reed, Matsuyama coming off COVID, Casey, Zalatoris, Finau, Webb, Scheffler had a nice uh, Friday nice little Friday at the Scottish Open he was eight under Adam Scott Tommy Fleetwood who was runner-up at the last Open Championship then you got Justin Rose at eight thousand uh, dollars even looking at the leaderboard last time I mean Darren Clark wins so you know old people can win at this course but like Phil wasn't young then in 2011 uh and he was the one making a pretty big run Thomas Bjorn was still at the top it was like these late 30 early 40s guys then you had Dustin then you had Ricky uh thrown in the mix as well and they all kind of petered out towards the end but i see someone like rose in this field and i'm like i can see it
1: i can definitely see it i just (laughs) i also could see rose just being not competitive he's leaned so heavily on the putter at times but he has shown his best form it's been sporadic but it's been at the big time tournaments you know eighth at the pga seventh at the masters didn't have it at the us open but this and the us open are, are just different so uh i don't Mind it, I'll probably get into more trouble for going kind of backwards with Fleetwood. Uh, I bet Fleetwood already that it's just lost money, but, you know, live and learn. Not a bad range, though, overall. I think the eights is pretty juicy.
0: Yeah, you can really construct a decent team here. Like if you want to go speeth, three guys in the eights, you could still make a team like that work because I listen. If I'm going to play speeth, I'm going to play Reed straight up. If this is what I'm going with as mm-hmm. sort of my mantra of the types of players that I think that can win here. I mean, if we're talking about creativity around the greens and, you know, not being afraid to commit to shots, besides speed, Reed is second on that list.
1: Yeah. Jenner, you know, he a little forgiving off the tee. I get, and I, I'm not worried about this, but were you a little surprised that Reed hasn't really done much in open so far?
0: He was top 10 at port rush, So I think it was port rush, wasn't it? But his last time out,
1: maybe I have. Yeah, that, that was wrong. his first, that's his best one.
0: Yeah, but it was sort of like he had yeah it was so his past four opens are tenth, twenty eighth, miscut, and twelfth and twentieth. So he has three top twenties in the past five years. He's come inside the top thirty four the past five, and he has a top ten in his last appearance. This is a lot tracking like he did at majors in general. Like, there was a big thing on him for a while. And it happened to Bryson, too. It's like, well, how can you pick these guys to win? They've never come inside the top 10 of a major before. Reed goes out at Quail Hollow, posts the top 10, then wins the Masters the next year. And then Bryson puts up the top 10 at the PGA Championship, wins the U.S. Open his next time out. So I'm not really worried about Reed with that. It feels like his game should be super linksy. I mean, he's an honorary member, lifetime, of the European Tour.
1: Well... Got to factor that in as well, but you know, I mean, I think, you know, how he plays generally should translate even better than the results. And that's, that's a good thing. If you think that's true. Uh, Casey's another one. I don't, I don't really associate his game per se with links, but I also think he's just playing at such a level. Um, I worry about the putter a little, like I always do, but I don't, I don't hate it. I, I think that I would prefer Reed and Cantlay, but Again, these are targets that are, are certainly not just easy crossoffs That's That's at minimum.
0: I'm good with passing on Casey here. It feels a lot like Louie. He's experienced a lot of his success at St. Andrews on British Open-style courses, a place where the driver really makes a big difference. And not to say that it doesn't make a difference here. Obviously, it does. But driving the ball well is always going to be an advantage. But it seems like, on average, like less so at this course rather than other ones. So I'm probably out on him. I was more looking... I don't know what to do with Fino. That's a pretty good price. Zalatoris, I'm just throwing my hands up in the air. Just no idea with that guy. Hideki coming off COVID. I mean, he actually has a really good open style of game. I just don't know where he's at. Scheffler's the one I was kind of looking at. Him and Webb at 83 and 82. Like, Webb kind of fits the profile of the other guys that I'm talking about, doesn't he? he?
1: He fits the profile, definitely. You know, again, off the tee won't be punished. Immaculate short game can get creative makes the putts. What's up with Webb though, besides me playing him a little more than usual, which causes extreme turmoil on people's games I don't, it, I, are you worried about like an injury or you just think he's just been a little off lately.
0: I think that he's been a lot off lately. He's losing off the tee, which is sort of reverse, regressing back to old Webb before he became a top 10 player in the world. Like, essentially, his irons were so good, his putting was so good, he just needed to be break-even off the tee. And, in fact, he got a little bit better than that. And over the past two months, we've seen a precipitous drop-off. Now, he played the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and was absolute crap at Rocket Mortgage, which is probably the more concerning one of them all, I think. Like, I didn't expect him to be good at the U.S. Open.
1: No, no, I, I, it was more just going to a really easy situation, bounce back, and it was just not there. So will the ownership crater? Yeah, it probably will. And it's a pretty interesting range. Finau is a tough one, Webb. And you mentioned Scheffler, who he's someone that can rack up a lot of birdies. Kind of reminds me in that Hovland camp. I think there's situations where he could get into a lot of trouble, but there's also situations where he could have a streak on a day where, you know, there's only two or three amongst the entire field.
0: The one thing with Scheffler is I actually don't mind his around the green work. I think that he's not a bad scrambler. He just happens to be kind of a crappy putter from time to time. But again, that can flip. He can be one of the better putters in the field like every third event, and he gains so many. So I think he has like a sort of like well-rounded game where he can feasibly get himself out of trouble, and he will make enough birdies to probably even it out over time. I actually kind of like him more than I like Hovland.
1: I mean, for the price difference, yeah, he— I don't know. Do you see, they're not the same player by any stretch, but sometimes with Sunjay, I see that where it's like, he has no glaring weakness, but he also doesn't do anything to like an extreme where it's like, all right, Hovland is off the tee game is unreal. Scheffler's just really good in most areas.
0: I worry that he's never played in an open championship before. I do think that having like some experience would help him out here, but maybe playing the Scottish this week and playing. Okay. Although that course is playing super easy.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the thing over there. You you can go, I, I would assume it's not like I play Lynx golf, but you know, you you see it and you you get some biases of how and then it can flip and it's the same course and it's totally different. So like they're destroying that. It could be you know, a direct 180 when they get here and that's gonna require a whole different skill set.
0: Well, even looking at the past two years at the Renaissance Club, the winning score was, I believe, minus 22 the first year it was there in a playoff and had a bunch of guys up around minus 20. And last year when it was played, like Aaron Ryan, Tommy Fleetwood went to a playoff at minus 11. Like that just shows you how much weather can impact this tournament. And I feel like you have to anticipate that at some point.
1: No, you definitely do. And that's where, again, you have to build with several like I will build some teams with hurricane conditions in mind uh and then I will build some teams with Scottish open like conditions in mind and and just react accordingly so got to separate those players then you've got Fleetwood I don't know what bucket he fits into (laughs) besides just like bad players that I can't quit uh he was the runner-up to Shane Lowry a couple years ago that's all I got
0: well, here, looking at this, so players who have made the cut in every appearance the past five years at the British Open in a minimum of three starts. Speeth, Stenson, Rose, Finau, Brooks, Norin, Ricky, Kucher, Webb, Willett, Xander, and Lee Westwood. Any interesting names I'll on there for leave. you?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some names in there. Sten- if Stenson continues that streak, that would be disturbing but what i mean westwood's a guy i don't think this is the best course for him per se uh and he kind of used all his run good in florida but i mean it is a technical it makes me almost uh, this guy is in the eights What do you think of Adam Scott?
0: That was kind of where I was going with this. Someone who obviously should have won an Open Championship, uh, and (laughs) then 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 Big N came and took it from him. Or actually, he gagged it away. Essentially, I don't know what to do. After right, I, I don't really know what to do with him. Is the weird thing about it? Like he's putting out of his mind and not doing anything else well. He's like the he's like the bizarro Adam Scott right now
1: super bizarro but this bizarro world adam scott in theory would be a better suited like you know open guy i mean you, you be good with your putter make those six to ten footers around the green he's got to be a little crisper and certainly doesn't want to get into trouble but i no one's going to be talking about him i think adam scott is an interesting target in the lower eights
0: he is most definitely going to be the lowest owned of all of these guys unless people really give up on justin rose but I do think that the Brits all get a bump at the British Open. Like, people are just like, oh, they want to win it. It's like, of course they want to win it. They want to win every fucking tournament. So that's not a thing, but people will play it that way.
1: 100%. 100%. There's no doubt people just, and I get it. I just, they will get an artificial boost.
0: Uh, what other stats do I have here? Players with at least two top 20 finishes in the past three Open championships. Spieth, Rory Brooks, Stenson, Zach Johnson, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, Malinari, Francesco, that is, EVR, Kucher, Norin Zander, and Charlie Hoffman, of all people.
1: Would, wouldn't, have, uh, wouldn't have got that if you gave me yeses, but I mean, again, I think it's just a lot of adaptable. That's the number one thing. Of course, you got to be good, but like, adaptable players is a huge thing here because you might have one round where it's time to, to really rack up the birdies. You might have another round where shooting 72 or 73 could be okay. And I I think that the ability well-rounded game, it could go a long way here, but it's just tricky with this, this mid range with a, with a tournament like this, there's a lot of names coming up that I could see getting in contention, but the miscut equity is also pretty high. I was scoping around on
0: DealDash.com the other day because I've heard that people have saved big money there. And I tell you, what I saw, I almost couldn't believe. They had auctions on a crazy wide variety of quality products, and people were winning them at truly shocking prices. So, here's the question. How much can you save at DealDash.com? Well, that's completely up to you. Some people save 80%. Some people save 90%. Some people save 99%. Really, the only way to find out how much you can save is to visit DealDash.com today and use promo code MAYO. That's DealDash.com, promo code M-A-Y-O, in case you can't spell, to see how much you can save. DealDash, where deals come true. Welcome to StockX, the only live marketplace for what's now and next Whether it's the latest sneakers, apparel, electronics, collectibles, or trading cards, everything on StockX is brand new and 100% verified authentic. With StockX, you have the power to shop millions of hard-to-find or sold-out products at their true market value. Discover products that are on trend and ahead of the trends by shopping on StockX. Download the app. Or sign up online to start buying and selling in a few easy clicks. Start shopping at StockX.com. Access the now. Let's talk sevens then because I don't know how rosters are necessarily going to be constructed this week. I think there's just a lot of people who want to just glom on to the top, and I can see why. Like, from Patrick reading up, you can make a very compelling case for all of those guys. Then it gets a little bit dicier. And even in the sevens, like, it gets kind of dicey pretty quickly. Like, you got Fitz, then the defending the defending champion golfer of the year, Shay Lowry. Cameron Smith, who ideally should be really good here, but fuck, has yes. been bad. Neiman, who... I bet to win back in December, 150 to one. I I think that might be all the Neiman exposure that I can handle at this course, (laughs) Uh, unless it becomes one of those lineups where you play JT and Morikawa, like Neiman fits in perfectly with those lineups. But if it's tricky whatsoever, it might get a bit tough for him. Day, Leishman, Sungjae withdrew, Sergio, answer, Wolf. Like I like Westwood. I like Francesco Molinari. I like Bazayden Hout, but for the life of me, I cannot figure out how Daniel Berger is only $7,400.
1: So this is one of the guys that, you know, going all the way back to the top with, with Rom, Daniel Berger is clear salary relief uh, fits the game tech, everything about him. He's going to be popular, but it's warranted. He's just coasting along at at John Deere getting his reps in. The harder part for me is at the beginning, Fitzy and Cam, Cam Smith, who I never play, I think, It's kind of an interesting bounce back because the form is regressed. Uh, Neiman and Sergio were in the other bucket of like extremely easy. And even then, I don't know if this is the move. And then you've got Leishman, who I have no idea how you handle someone like that. He's a great tournament play just because he's erratic, but it's hard to peg what you're going to get out of him.
0: Day was really the interesting one for me because oh the, the ball striking has come back a little bit, but the one thing that has never gone away with him, like the putting is back too, which is great. Uh, and that's how he has, you know, back-to-back top 15 finishes at super easy events, mind you, but his around the green game is still immaculate. And if it becomes just a minus five to minus seven type winning score, I feel like that's sort of the range that Day needs to be in right now.
1: Definitely think that would help him. I don't remember exactly, and this probably shouldn't factor in, but Day's missed cut, I think it was at the last one at Port Rush, was one of the most absurd, insane things I've ever seen. He made like six or seven consecutive bogeys on Friday to miss that cut. Uh, that makes me angry. I'm still a little salty about that two years later. But, I mean, I just don't know what you're going to get with this putter. We I've talked about a lot about this, Tim and Ricky, you know, when they were at their height of their powers is because they were the best putters in the world. If he's going to conjure that back up. Yeah. Day is probably a bargain price. I just, I don't know. Is, is travelers and Rocky mortgage just a, a little blip on the radar? Or has he found something again?
0: I feel like, like I said, if it's not going to be, and sometimes the open gets to like minus 18 and you have to go out and attack pins and make birdies. And in a situation like that, like Neiman is live. So if you want to play it that way, I get it, but I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I actually don't mind day as i mean i'm going to play him as a tournament play i think that's sort of like the louis of this major he's the typical louis pricing no one wants to play him and theoretically he has the right skill set to be really good here before he missed that cut at port rush he'd made like eight open cuts in a row
1: that is well said about the louis thing like this is always where louis is he's like three percent owned no one plays him and then he comes out of nowhere i'm telling you though that port rush miscut only jason day could do that um what about answer?
0: Well, there's a few ways you can look at this because he tends to play really well in the wind. Uh, his win is in Australia at like a quote unquote linksy style course. He can play difficult courses well. He's going to hit all the fairways. I do wonder about his short game from time to time. I don't know. Like he's on that fringe of me of guys I want to play, but I am going to play Westwood I'm going to play Brennan grace those. And I'm probably going to play Harris English. Those are probably the three guys like for sure that I'm playing from these low sevens. And obviously you can't play everyone, but he's sort of on that short list with Berger, with the That's kind of it. Maybe Fowler. I know you're going to play Fowler, but I, I don't know if I want to.
1: Yeah, I'm going to play Fowler. I'm not in love with it. Cause I'm not that gone yet, but I mean, Ricky in theory should be good. And then my Noren is, I don't know what's up with Noren though, because he, he's really flipped his game in, in some regards, but he's still at the end of the day, uh, great short game around the green. One of the many guys that we referenced, he's been over here for a while now, but I mean, when he was at the height of his powers, it was certainly in Europe and he's got plenty of experience at, at places like this.
0: What do you think Max Homa's track record in major championships is?
1: Uh, I would have, so I know this cause I just looked it up before the show, but I would have thought it was okay. I didn't realize it was as dire as it is.
0: He is one for eight in cuts made in major championships. And his best finish is the 2019 PGA championship when he was T64.
1: And I believe he doesn't have any, uh, links experience that I could find.
0: He has no open championship appearances. Like I, it's funny because I don't necessarily want to write him off. Cause I think the max home is a really good player, but I just look at all of these other, like the, now we're getting into like Euro range. Like which random Euro do you like for pure sentimentality? And I think that he's playing like, okay, golf. And I think that he's been gearing his entire year around this mm-hmm. and the Ryder cup. I might bet Poulter to win.
1: Ooh, Poulter. Huh? That is not what I thought you were going to say. I mean, Makes cuts. He's got. Well,
0: you thought well, I was gonna say Guido, right?
1: Yeah. Guido's and I, th- I was gonna say Weisberger, my boy, <laughs> who's right there. Feel the burn. Um. Yeah, Poulter's tough. Poulter and Matt Wallace. I'll tell you that that's another guy I, I have difficulty with. I think Poulter makes sense in terms of stability. I just don't know exactly. Yeah, I guess he can get in the mix, especially if it's very difficult, but. Um, I'd rather play Grace Nora and I'll say that much.
0: I like Grace. I like Poulter. Like I said, English at 73. Westwood, I'm going to have some exposure to. And Sebez, it's going to be hard for me not to talk myself into him. He's playing well at major championships that he shouldn't be playing well at. And this is one he should play well at. So <laughs> why not go for it at $7,400? Like, but there's a couple Like, kind of, you know who is super interesting is Henley.
1: Yeah. Henley's difficult. You know, I, I liked him at the U S open a little bit and he held on as long as he could. He's playing well. He is kind of interesting. I, I don't know exactly where he falls on the, on the balance scale of like how hard I would want it. Certainly he needs to lean on the irons, but really at the end of the day, what he needs to do is get back to his like spike putting weeks. That's what makes him breaks Henley. Do you, like trust,
0: do, do you trust the tournament history? Because, I, I mean, obviously, these courses aren't exactly the same, but there's a particular style that the RNA sets up a lot. Like, there's a particular style the USGA sets up for US Opens that are similar traits amongst a lot of these courses. But if you just look at it, like, Cooch and EVR both
1: are good at these tournaments. They, they know how to navigate. EVR is one of the more difficult ones. I. <sighs> I don't know what is going on. I mean, he's just in a major slump, and that's putting it lightly. He spiked for one week, then he played the U.S. Open, so no no like shame in missing that cut. <sighs> Man, flat seven for him. I don't know if I can do it. It's tough. I really don't.
0: Yeah, I, I thought like, he, he withdrew from the John Deere, and I just assumed he was going to play Good. in the Scottish, and he was like supposed to be in the field. And he never showed up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what his deal is. Do you think, do you think there's any reason if you build like a very aggressive counterintuitive team with like say Bryson and Hovland? Are you, you going to say consider bu- gonna, using
0: Bubba? Bubba? I, I know he's playing well right now, but you got to go look at his open championship resume.
1: Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, would be the too long. Didn't read version. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I I don't think I can ultimately do... Fine, fine. Maybe Woodland then.
0: Woodland, yes. I can most definitely see that because I think that his game kind of fits. Like, we always like Woodland at shorter courses a little bit more. He starts hitting that stinger off the tee. He doesn't need to use... Like, sometimes when he is asked to use his incredible length, it actually gets him into a lot of problems. And this way... He can rein it back just a little bit. I worry that he's one of these weird guys when it comes to scrambling and around the green games. Like He's either like the worst guy in the field or he chips everything in.
1: That could be useful. I mean, again, this is going against the grain. I think the prudent move is to, to go to the normal people. Uh, I would say go to like Wolf on that team, but I don't think I could do that no matter what. He... He could have some issues over there.
0: He could, or this could be a perfect kind of layout for him. It's sort of a mystery when it comes down to Matthew Wolf. Like Kokrak is super cheap. He's playing well. I I saw people even talking to me. He's like, oh, he's 125 to one. He's 150 to one. I just worry he gets into a bunker. And that's the last we ever see of Jason Duffner or Jason Kokrak. He just retires there.
1: Yeah. it could be his new, his new home in one of those pop bunkers. Yeah. I mean, his putters bailed him out, but his around the green game, you... As far as I know, he's not going to be able to put it out of the bunker. Um, So that's going to be, and then you, well, another Euro. Eh, He's not playing good. What about, I was going to say, will but I don't think that's really relevant.
0: I mean, will made every cut at the open the past five years?
1: Maybe it is relevant then. Uh, This is where, again, I think depending on how many teams, if you're really condensed up top, you have the luxury of kind of spraying and praying in the lower sevens. And these guys, it's not to say they can't get in the mix. Uh, A lot of the, even sneds. Like I took a long look at sneds. Don't think I'll ultimately get there, but you know, if they're in the right draw and they fit everything I want, they may be forced into a couple of my lineups.
0: Spraying and praying was actually one of the best priest theme porns I've ever watched. just as an FYI out there, if you want to go look it up, but Zach Johnson would be that guy for me that you're talking about in that range.
1: Yeah. ZJ. I mean, there's, there's a lot of them here. You've got Cooch, Stenson, Snedz. A lot of them are in that same bucket of guys that have kind of navigated. Even Harmon in a little different, but, like, in theory, this should fit what he wants to do. I think of of, those, of this range, this really targeted range, I would be with you with Zach Johnson over most of them. I'm going to give a look to Weisberger though. That's uh, a guilty pleasure. He's, it's not Austria, but it's close. Um,
0: <laughs> it's not really close.
1: It's close enough. He doesn't have to fly there. He could drive if he wanted to.
0: I suppose that's a long drive. I-, I took the train from Munich to Vienna. That was like a three-hour train ride.
1: Well, maybe he's getting some reps. He's probably over there. Is he? Pl- I should he's, know this. Is he's he in, in Scotland.
0: Yeah, he's in the Scottish. Okay. He, he is feeling the burned. He is, is making he playing the-, the weekend. Oh yeah, he's playing the weekend. He got through.
1: Look, look at that. He's gonna be. Uh... All systems go.
0: Oh, my guy, Scrivel Me Timbers held on to Jason Scrivener.
1: I have not even looked at... The only thing I saw from the Scottish was that guy stealing Rory's club.
0: That was amazing.
1: That was weird.
0: I just like... Rom -Rom is just laughing the entire time.
1: Yeah, Rom Rom is in just pure... He doesn't care about anything right now. Uh, Um,
0: Poor Rory's caddy tried to get the club head back from him. Yeah,
1: Harry needs to... I don't know. That was a weird... Yeah, that guy, I respect that. Gave the club back, but then he tried to steal the dog or whatever that thing was.
0: Well, there's a weird thing, too. I saw the reaction to it, and it was mainly from Americans. Like, oh, my God, the security at this place. Like, they should take that guy out. Like, there should be snipers around. It's like, man, what an American (laughs) reaction to things. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we do do love our uh, swift cheaters justice casino style. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. That was just weird. I don't... That guy was freakishly calm. Yeah.
0: I think it made like, like Rory was like, why is this guy so calm? Like, I'm just just going to stand here and like let security eventually come and figure it out. But I don't know. Maybe it's just, it just feels like it's different in Europe with like this type of stuff where it's like, Oh, this drunk guy stumbled onto the course.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're not, it's just, there's a lot of things I'm sure that are very, very different. I think of soccer a lot where they're like shooting flares and (laughs) doing crazy stuff in the stands. Um, But yeah. I mean, uh, getting back to burn, he is, he is in Scotland getting his reps and there's some guys as we work down that I'm probably going to sprinkle in that are mostly predominantly Euro guys.
0: There is an American that you could potentially go to in the six K range that you're not going to like Ben, but he's pretty Stuart deep. Sink. He's pretty, oh, I mean, Stuart Sink, I, I think has to be in consideration, Ben oh, beyond okay. his open championship, like resume having a win. I mean, it wasn't here, but you know, it was at... Where was it? Not Thornberry. What the fuck is it? Turnberry. And it's actually Keegan Bradley. Good open player, Sneaky. It's his best major. Is he...
1: Doesn't he have a major?
0: Yeah, he won the PGA Championship in his first, like, ever major yes. start.
1: Of course he did. Keegan Bradley, good mm, open. Why would that be? Maybe... No idea. you worry that maybe, like... That some of it is because of his driver, and that will be negated a little bit here.
0: Maybe, but he's just such a good iron player at the same time, and the around the green game has really improved this year. Like from like what what people talk about with like Victor, because he's not the worst guy on tour anymore. It's like oh, he's really improved. Keegan's actually really improved around the greens.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's sometimes you you don't see the improvement with a guy like Keegan because he hits a lot better around the green shots and they don't show up on the scoreboard because he misses the four footer instead of the 12 footer. It's all the same. So I do think that that may be under undervalued or underrated. I guess you could say this is, I mean, there are guys here. There's no doubt. It's just like, I looked at Kisner who's heating up particularly with the putter. Um, I I
0: think that he has kind of the perfect game for around here. There's a, there's a couple of them. Like it's Kisner. Keegan, I mean, I wasn't joking about that. I don't know if I can quite get there because it still terrifies me to no end. The one I was going to go to, as crazy as it sounds, is Bland. Why not?
1: Wow. Okay. I thought you were going to say Patty Harrington.
0: No, like, Bland is killing it again at the Scottish. Like, I get that he's 48. He's a journeyman, but he's in the middle of something right now, and I, I want to be there for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just outrageous. Like, what is going on here? Uh I, he's gotta be, even though he is in the midst of like a ridiculous run, he's going to be like 1%, right?
0: Yeah. Like I can't see anyone like, especially with some of the other names that are down here. Like I mentioned, like like, you're, I mean, there's no way you're not a hundred percent Schwab. Schwab and Grillo at 67, you can play Euro, Euro Grillo and American, I guess Argentinian (laughs) Schwab all both in the same lineup and play any other four guys you want. Like that's your lineup, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's my, yeah. I mean, you got the Austrian connection with burn. You got Griot who, I don't know. He played the challenge tour at one point. He's done some things. His around the green game, I think might be the worst in the entire field. Uh, and that could be problematic, but you know what? It's still Griot. <sighs> I hope it's easy. Cause he's not going to be able to scramble being serious for a second looking at guys that maybe fit harsher conditions what about matt jones
0: he just he he's burned me so badly every time that i've been on him and every time i'm not on him he's great so, he's it's, so it's sort of like good he, around the green yeah it's like you were talking about with xander at the top like if i'm on matt jones like stay away if i'm not like be on matt jones
1: but I agree with There's you. There's certain he's, guys
0: like he's that. Good. He's good. Like, he's good in the wind. He's good in difficult courses. He's great around the greens. Like, he is one of those guys. I was actually looking. if it, Like, if you want someone to fill out those Morikawa, Thomas, Neiman type lineups, Marcus Klinholt is good with his irons, man. Like, he's really good.
1: Marcus Klinholt, you say?
0: Yeah. And he is, right. I think he's actually like doing well in Scotland. Yeah, he's T11 in Scotland right now. He had an epileptic seizure like three months ago and he's just fighting his way back. He had one really good round in Ireland and his return and one bad one. He missed the cut. Now he's put together two really good ones. But like, he is one of the premier iron players on the European tour when he's right.
1: I would have bet everything that I own that that guy didn't have a pitcher <laughs> and I would have been broke. Okay. <laughs> I mean... For same mileage, you got, I don't know. I have no idea what Joel Dahman will do in this type of setting, but I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be popular. Worry about the putter, but ball striking wise, he's one of the better players in the sixes.
0: Yeah, I don't know really what to do. He did win in, like, harsh conditions in Puerto Rico. He's got the hat. He's got the hat. Yeah, he's going to be very well-equipped to stay dry. Uh, He withstood the Rafael Campos fist pump on the 72nd hole to win that event in Puerto Rico. So, or was it Corrales? Whatever fucking one it was. I don't know. I'm not going to get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is where it's going to depend, A, on how aggressive I am up top. And there's still some, like, very normal people. Uh, that's what's weird about the sixes. It's almost interchangeable, like the upper sixes to the mid and even some of the lower sixes. There's still names that to me could be flat seven and I wouldn't think it's crazy.
0: I think that Ryan Fox is one of those guys. Just he's a link specialist. He's $6,600. $6, uh, you know, he's had some nice runs in Ireland. Missed the cut last week in Ireland, but he had a pretty nice run going before that on the European tour. Like he, I, I'm not afraid of playing Ryan. I, I feel like at... US Opens and British Opens. He's a guy I tend to play.
1: Whatever he, Bryson needs to study that guy for this tournament because he is a mega bomber, but he, for some reason, he seems to pick his spots nicely because he does have a really nice open uh, pedigree and track record and and his game is kind of correlated to that. So I don't mind Ryan Fox. What about the juice man? Nah. Oh, does
0: he, does he perm his hair? He has to right? His hair. Doesn't look like that. Naturally.
1: He's, it would seem that he takes his winnings, uh, from the Scandinavian mix hosted by Henrik and Annika and uses it for hair things. That would be my guess. Yes.
0: That makes sense. no I'm going to be off the juice Lutner this time around.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Are you going to be on him?
1: No, but <laughs> I like him. Uh, I, I just don't see his putting and when you have no putter and no short game, it's such a lethal combo in a bad way that I, I have trouble clicking you in at something like this. I would rather just look for, you know, some someone who has at least one of them. There's a couple guys. I do have some sleepers down here, though.
0: Well, there's one guy who seems wildly mispriced. And it's Sam Burns. Burns. It's Sam Burns at $6,300. Like, is he actually going to be? Will people have enough guts to say, hey, I like. I think that his range of outcomes is so huge. Like, his miscut potential, I think, is pretty high. He's on the number. He's actually tied with Ryan Fox on the number in Scotland as we speak right now. They may or may not make the cut. You know who else is on the number at the Scottish? Your boy uh, from Poland, whatever the fuck that guy's name was.
1: Poland?
0: Yeah, remember him from the U.S. Open? You were like, who's this guy with the Polish flag next to his name?
1: Yeah, I remember talking about that. But A- Adrian
0: Murnach. Myr- oh,
1: yeah. Okay. See, he's he's repping it uh, the, for the Poles. Good job. Go the, Poland.
0: My God, this entire like app on the number T62 right now with, with holes to play is like the, the Ben Raza special. You got Thunder Bear, Francesco, Fox, Wallace, Callum Hill. I'm sure you like him. Your Polish friend, Still? Sam Burns. Oh, man, Tapio Pukkinen is there, too. Laurie Cantor, Wacky Valamaki. Is he in the field? No, he's not. I would have played Wacky Valamaki, but obviously... You do
1: like that guy. He's not Asi- really an Asian Asian-American
0: sensation, Kurt Kitayama, Juice Luton, he all the two under.
1: Kurt Kitayama's in this field. Yes, he is. Um, what about... <laughs> it doesn't matter what tournament we're talking about. I say the same thing every time. What about C.T. Pan?
0: I mean, you could play Chris Kirk for cheaper.
1: That's an interesting point. Yeah, Chris Kirk is pretty damn cheap. Like you could
0: play, you play Sam Burns for like $300 cheaper, who is exponentially better.
1: So Sam Burns is in a different category for me. He makes total sense, but I think there's a pretty good chance he misses the cut. And if he's popular, I may be willing to say, you know what, more like it's a coin flip. He's not like a free square he's just underpriced and he opens up the rest of your lineup kirk ct pan they're going to be you know 1% owned probably uh yeah i'm Ortiz, I,
0: i'm no. good I, I it really depends on the ownership projection with burns like do you think that he cracks double digits down here cuz i I'm do like, i do too
1: that makes it even though he's a good play like, that's where you got to separate it a little bit like he's still a very logical play i just I'm I would probably take one fifth to one eighth of the ownership on Chris Kirk versus him though.
0: Chris Kirk, you can give your boy poom, shake, shake, shake the
1: room. What, what about and this is one there I I think obviously this is a melee play only. What about the, the kid from Japan, Kanaya?
0: It wasn't Kanaya. I was looking at, it was Hoshino. Or is he is he in this? Oh, yeah, he's $6,100. Rikua Hoshino. I think he's not as, I mean, I think he's only 25, but he's like legit good. And like, I, see, I think he made the cut at, let's see. How dude, does he have
1: a pitcher? What is going on here? You huh? click people and they always have a pitcher. None of my guys have pitchers.
0: US Open, 26, missed the cut at the PGA Championship. He gained 8.2 strokes on approach at the US Open. He gained three strokes on approach. He's horrendous around the Greens. So maybe that takes him out of contention, but. I think he's actually a pretty good player. Watch him Watch him I, at I, the Olympics, by the way.
1: Man, my guy was short-lived. Uh, Kanaya got just one-upped by whoever this guy is. Sad.
0: Kanaya is can I $6,500, too.
1: He, he's playing okay, though. Like, he was at the Irish Open. Uh, he's done some things, got some pedigree over there.
0: What about like, I mean, I think I this is where I'd rather go with like the random Euro route down here. Like Marcus Armitage, like he's playing well.
1: I mean, these are guys, I think, again, you're going to be drawing to a skill set. I think his nickname is like the bullet too, which is pretty sick. Uh, Harding is there. The, he was the super putter. Um, I, I don't mind these guys. Again, I think it's going to depend on how often I try to take – if I go with Rom, who's my next guy? Is it north or south of like JT? I think that'll determine how often I go down to the mid sixes.
0: And I think you can go low in a tournament like this, as opposed
1: oh, to definitely can
0: like as opposed to the US Open and the Masters, obviously top 50 and tie top 60 and ties this is the same as the PGA Championship. It's top 70 and ties. This week, I mean, that's a marginal difference. It's five more guys, but that opens up a whole another potential other number for the cut to be at the same time, too. When you look at it, and there's no MDF. So anyone who gets through is going to be playing both the rounds. And just with experience from this tournament, you know, there's going to be 20 absolute random people who make the cut. And like five of them will be in contention on Sunday somehow.
1: You see crazy guys every single year at the Open. You see one or two guys where you're just like who um and that doesn't mean it's free reign to just play whoever you want down here but I, i'm not going to shy away from taking a couple of these lesser known players who maybe don't get the spotlight or wow lucas glover is here i anyway um and, and maybe take some shots on, on those type of players because with the right conditions and the right tee time draws there's no doubt that they can at minimal find the weekend
0: like johan Verman, uh, he's playing well again in scotland he just came second Uh, at the irish open two weeks ago to lucas herbert who's another guy you can probably look at we didn't even mention like you're gonna play the bobby mack scottish angle
1: nah i'm i'm not gonna all my favorite scottish golfers are not like i'm a richie ramsey kind of (laughs) guy
0: isn't he like 900 years old
1: he's possibly older uh grant forrest connor this is one of them's named connor i like those guys
0: Oh, I mean, guys can still get in from the Scottish Open. There's a Scottish guy out there right now. David, I am What's the law. Mean? We can call him Judge Dredd. That'd be a nice little story to have him in there.
1: Judge Dredd. Who? David Law. Okay, I see. I That makes more sense now. I didn't hear his last name. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get some real slappies that are late ads here, but I don't think I'm going to be going with the Bobby Mac. If I do... Maybe I'll just make an all lefty lineup with him and Bob and other left-handed people.
0: I actually think, I think my favorite guy is from the very low end. Kirk, I could probably be talked into. Burns, I think the ownership is going to be too high. I'll probably just fade him. I like Jason Scrivener. I like Ryan Fox and Marcus Armitage. I can probably get behind here, along with Bland and the 8,000 taking old dudes.
1: Yeah, man, you are. If you're going to get that crazy, I am. I'm going to take my japanese not an amateur but takumi kanaya as my deep one percent sleeper in the mid sixes
0: i want to see i one of them is up to i I mean i should know these guys by part but they just don't play enough on the pga tour to see them one of them is up to let's see kanaya is up to number 85 in the world rankings i played the last two weeks on the european tour both top 30 finishes not bad. Missed the cut at Memorial. Missed the cut at the PGA Championship. Is he playing? I don't know if he's playing in Scotland or not, but I can effort that for us. It looks like he is playing, but now I can't find him on the sheet. Great.
1: Doesn't go that long.
0: Let's see. where Where is he at? It's telling me it's here, but it's not here. Maybe he's not actually playing in this event. The search feature is not the best can no he is not playing so he's okay, not so it's the... good
1: he's well rested he's he's probably already getting his reps in at at wherever the hell this is i almost called it port rush saint george
0: weird weirdly like do you think some of the japanese players are kind of
1: overlooking this a little bit i was thinking about that not just with them but with you know uh you know, some of the guys with the military service and other guys going over it, potentially. But he, this guy, he's a, a young kid. Like, this would be very, very important as well. Um, it's not the craziest thing. I, I think that's a fair point. And again, I, I'm not saying hit your wagons. This guy's not going to determine how my week goes. But he could find his way into a couple lineups.
0: Yeah, I, I actually think that he's the one who's not qualified for the Olympic team right now. I think, oh, it's, Hosh- I think it's Hoshino, who's the other guy with Hideki who's in there.
1: They should have Tony Hara do the opening ceremony,
0: man. Ta- Tani Hara was like good at the British open. Like that's a guy you wanted to, play. you know, who has a 11 yes. finish at a British open your actual guy Four Chan. Really? Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. Yeah. He's, is he here?
0: Oh yeah. He's playing. He's like 6,100 bucks.
1: There he is 6,200 Four yeah, Chan as you call him. And as good um, as I bring up every time, because I always confuse them, apologies, but Bio Kim is not here. He is, I think, still suspended.
0: Yeah, well, just looking at it right now, like uh, Johan Vermeen's actually only $6,100. I thought he was more expensive than that. Like, that's a really good price for a guy who is kind of on a mini heater right now for him.
1: He's from the U.S.?
0: Yeah, he's U.S.
1: Hmm. Again, I know this is one of the few tournaments of the year, you know, when we talk about the PGA, You've got 25 guys at the bottom who have virtually no chance. When we talk about the masters. You've got a lot of the older guys that realistically have no chance. The U.S. opens the U.S. Open, but there's so many qualifiers that, I you know, realistically very difficult. This is the one tournament. The guys down here, not that say they're going to all play well because they're not, but there are names that I believe can hang in a lot more than we see at the other majors.
0: Like if Paul Lowry, I mean, that would be a stretch, but like if Darren Clark had a run here this year. That wouldn't shock me.
1: No, it's more that there's so many of them and you know, a couple are going to have a run. It's just for every two, there's eight more that aren't. And it's just trying to separate who are the guys do you think that are most likely to do that? No different than any other week, but I I absolutely will be expanding my player pool to go deeper into the sixes than I do on a normal week.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go too. So, let's create a play the best plays lineup for the British Open.
1: And Okay. I think
0: it has to start with one guy. And it's Sam Burns. Chan
1: Kim? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Chan Kim. Yeah, Sam Burns, he's the obvious. Him and I'm going to throw in I think Berger, yeah, is the other like glaring miss price. So,
0: but those two guys are going to be exceptionally popular, right? Yes. So if you throw in Burns and you throw in Burger, and that's how you start your lineups, you have $9,000 left per player. Like, that wouldn't, like, if you wanted to play those two guys knowing they're going to be really popular, you could play, like, a, a Hatton-Cantley-Reed-Casey lineup with it if you wanted to.
1: I would start just, like, so low.
0: Yeah, like, if you, if you wanted to really jam it in, like, you can play, fuck, two 10K guys in this lineup and still be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just put in Hatton, Cantley, Reed, and JT. It's not bad. Not bad at all.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Rom and Speeth as the next two guys in.
1: Okay. So, so we're, now we're going to need some real goblins.
0: Eh, now we still have $7,700 left. You say, did you say answer? What's with you and answer? Yeah, I need two guys, though. So I can go high low here. Like I can go Harris English. You know what? I like Brendan Grace a lot. Do you like Brendan and Grace? Sergio. Yeah, I
1: like Brendan Grace.
0: So so now we have eighty one hundred dollars left. The problem is that <laughs> at, at that level, like nope. th- it's like the crapshoot level.
1: Yeah, I like Adam Scott and I like Fleetwood, but they're not they're in the play the possibly deranged <laughs> plays lineup. Not not in the best plays lineup.
0: If we think about it like a best plays type guy, I think that Lowry and Fitzpatrick kind of fit that build. Like, I feel like that they're they're safe enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, Fitzy has not been, he's not at the level of like, Ty Hatton's had his struggles in majors. It, Fitzy needs to start playing better in majors, but I, I actually think he's going to play just fine this week. So we have a couple hundred off.
0: Yeah, we, we could throw, yeah, we could leave it. I mean, I don't care about filling it. It's not, I mean, we could also take John Rom out of this lineup play xander as our top guy and like really juice that up and potentially get back up to like reed
1: we were so close just short of jt
0: is that does that actually not work because we could we could fudge it around the, the line a little bit too yeah we get 94 94 we could play hat and we go burns burger xander spieth grace hatton that's a pretty good lineup
1: and leave some money yeah
0: i mean we could even upgrade from either grace or burger if we wanted to another 400 bucks
1: we could go get answer.
0: I mean, that would make Paul's dreams from behind the camera, but I, I think, I
1: think I, prefer, or... I think I would prefer, I think I would prefer burger. Oh, I was saying from grace.
0: Oh, from grace. Like I, I think if I was going to go up from there, Bezayden would actually be my favorite play.
1: Bez, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it like of all the things that he's done. His most impressive finish to me is 31st at the U.S. Open. Like, I don't understand how he did that. So
0: and, and he was like kind of in the mix for a while too. Like that was like a bad because he had a really bad final day at the PGA Championship. And this is something I like to see from guys too. Over time, like you don't really notice it, but they're like in contention at majors and they kind of fizzle away, and you never really notice because they didn't make a big run at the end. But just being there after three rounds, like I think that's really going to help Henley. I think it's going to help Henry, Mac, yeah. Mac Hughes this time around. Like just having been there, that when they get there the next time, like they're a bit more equipped to handle it smiley <laughs> i mean that's uh, that's the louis method just smile <laughs> could you play the all smiles lineup you can play louis you could play victor
1: uh yeah that is uh i like this lineup i i think it's pretty damn good
0: well that's a kiss of death it's noah six already so it's yes Xander, spieth hatton burger grace burns it's not where oh. i would get to with my lineups but I think for a play, the best play is like safe-ish type lineup. I think these are some of the best values on the board.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is taking advantage of, to me, the the two really inefficient pricing. And then up top, you've got two really stable guys and two solid targets with Grayson Hatton. And that's that's really how it comes together. You're going to have to tweak this for sure when you're trying to beat, you know, 100,000 people.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't play it because I'm playing it. So you don't want to have to split yeah. the million with me. You just tweak one that guy me. and then all of a sudden, yeah, you don't have to split it with Ben and I, we don't want to split it Get three this. ways. So just take out one no. guy you, you play, you play answer in that one instead of burger. And all of a sudden you're good to go. That's what Paul's going to do probably uh, either way, Ben, what do you have going on this week at Awesomeo.com?
1: Yeah, obviously it's a huge week uh, in the golf world. So we're going to have you covered from every angle, whether it's betting, dfs all those things you know the projections the ownership the tools that we need and certainly i'll be on plenty of shows as we lead up just like pat talking about the weather and the things that we need to know uh, as we get more and more information
0: i wouldn't spend too much time on the weather i'm going to cover it briefly on wednesday during my live chat but i feel like the weather along with like green type and stuff like that i don't even know what it is at this fucking course i never know what it is in britain i assume it's just like shaved down fescue but (laughs) I feel like it's such an easy talking point for us to do on these shows that people have now thought, think that they're more important than they are. Not to say they aren't important, but the level of analysis that goes into it, I think is harmful at some point.
1: I mean, I remember pretty vividly multiple times. I don't even know if it was just, but like you mentioned that huge weather split. What was it?
0: 2016?
1: Yeah. I believe pretty Pretty confidently that that wasn't something people were anticipating. Like, if anything, sometimes if there's a big weather edge, sometimes I will stack the opposite because, you know, guys that you like uh, in that other wave are getting a huge discount and sometimes you get punished. Other times the weather moves and now it's a wash and you've taken a huge advantage. So I agree. Some of those talking points can be actually more harmful when the pendulum swings too much.
0: Yeah. So as they say on conspiracy message boards, do your own research. Okay. that's right. And you can do that on Not that I guy. frequent. Well, come on. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, that's why four chan's your guy, but you're like eight chan Ben.
1: 8chan yeah i'm an 8chan guy
0: but you can do all the research for golf yourself at least on fantasynational.com use fantasynational.com slash mayo get yourself 20 percent off highly recommend that you take advantage of that right now it's the last time millions of dollars are going to be up for grabs in golf probably in 2021 i can't guarantee that they might have some huge fedex cup load i don't know and they're going to give a ton away for the fantasy golf world championships you gotta qualify you qualify for that yet
1: Ooh, uh, I've taken a little break. I'm going to, I'm going to pump up the volume uh, and try to steal a seat uh, as we get to the close here.
0: Yeah. I stopped. I play like the $44 entry. It's just, a, just giving my money away.
1: I've just been, I mean, I've been so lucky over the years, grabbing seats and I've, I've come in second so many times this year. It's just one of those years, but well, it only takes one. Uh, so I will try to get Grio to get me in this week.
0: Do you have to be there? I, I should know this because, you know, my affiliation with DraftKings. Do you have to be there live in order to put in a team, or can you do it remotely?
1: I, I I mean, I've qualified many, many years in a row, and they haven't had it like this. I would assume you could do it remotely. I wasn't planning on – I don't even know where it is. Where is it?
0: I believe it's in Jersey. It's at. I think it's at oh. Liberty National this year.
1: Okay. Well, I – I don't know the uh, specifics. I just want the cash. I don't particularly need to do anything else. If they just give me the the first prize, I'll be more than content.
0: That's fair. So hopefully, either Ben or myself or one of you out there wins a million, qualifies, gets all these seats, whatever it is, I'm rooting for you out there. Unless you're going directly head-to-head with me, I hope you do great. And I want to hear about it. Two, uh, if you want to get into a draw for lots of cash giveaways, rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review and your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you if you are indeed a winner of that giveaway. It does not take a lot of time to do. I put the link down in the description to make it even easier on you if you've done it before you can do it again no big deal also sub to the newsletter it's free it's another way to enter those cash giveaways uh, and follow me on twitter at the pme where i will have an announcement up there on tuesday about even more giveaways that i have to get into the millionaire maker this week on DraftKings. Uh, check out the nfl shows run the sims.com and play in the DraftKings listeners league like i said there's 5,000 spots and those will fill up really quickly because it is legit the best tournament on DraftKings. I'm not lying about that. So you should probably play in it because there's no rake in it. All the money entered in the tournament is going back to the people and that's probably the only one you're going to find especially in one this big with $75,000 of guaranteed money in the prize pool. So that link is down in the description as well. That will do it for me. Thank you all for watching. Get pumped for Open Championship Week. Okay? I'll see you next time.
1: Experience! Experience!